0: Right away. The crowd explodes. McQueen takes the lead. Oh, baby! The double win says national 100. Wins the dirt late model dream for the seventh time in his Hall of Fame career. The people tell and he's upside down in a big way. In the 47th World 100, Jonathan Davenport. Bang me on country roads. Josh Richards wins. Now, join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. No, it's going to be daily winning in 32B. Ladies and gentlemen, picking up round number two, Vito Gallardo. Because the door is open and Shepard will sidestep Chris Smoky Madden. They're coming to line. Who's it going to be? Check flag weights, and it's going to be Junior nose. No doubt the race of the year right now. It's off the exit of the turn number four race, band. it's going to be Chris Simpson! Tonight's feature winner, it's going to be Shannon Mavs! The wild child. Michael Chilton wins with the Spring Nationals at Ponderosa Speedway. Chilton hammer down for all he's got. And Devin Hilton will win the Spring 50 here at Warren Speedway. Jonathan down the board is going to lead on. He's going to go to victory lane at Hagerstown Speedway. There he is. The 11th different winner in 11 Lucas Oil races here. him. they and the winner of the Duck Coda 40, Devin in England. It'll be Michael Page followed by Donald McIntosh
1: and David Page.
0: Scott Bluquist down in turn number four. Richard taking hard, but Scott Bluquist gets his second. Lucas as win
2: of the year. If you didn't know any better and you logged on to the Dirt on Dirt video page, you might have thought it was actually July. With all that coverage from around America, Friday through Sunday, but no, no turn. It was April, and on record, the busiest April weekend we have ever had. And i got to be honest, turn, with all the rainouts and cancellations we've had this spring, I was a little worried that the staff might be a little rusty. You know, pull a muscle in their (laughs) shooting shoulder a little bit, or, or Kovac's little typing hands, maybe his index finger, his pinky finger, might experience some problems, but no worries. Everybody delivered to the tune of, 35 videos and over 30 entries on the catch-all, bet- catch-all page between photos and stories. Barely any rainouts, too. So it was smiles. Look at the smile, Ter. it's smiles, Terry. Smiles. Smiles. Look, i have had injections <laughs> all around the dirt late model world. This is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live for Tuesday night, April 24th. And this next hour is full. I almost need two hours, but turn... Turn doesn't let me talk that much. Nope. He, doesn't, he doesn't let me speak that much. I am Michael Rigsby alongside Michael Reiners, fresh off his vacation. Everybody's going on vacation. Why is it that I'm here grinding away and the rest of you are going on vacation? Could someone explain this to me? Oh, I
3: mean, don't act like you never never go on a vacation. I have never, ne-
2: uh-huh. I've never been on a vacation since starting DirtOnDirt.com 11 years ago. I call it BS. We don't really need to get into the semantics of all of it. But, but turn us back.
3: Are you feeling fresh, turn? Do you feel good? I'm feeling maybe a little rusty. I don't know. Yeah, because all
2: you did was play Fortnite for a week. Well, Let's just know. be really honest.
3: Yeah, I mean, yes. I played a lot of, yeah, I played, a, I played Fortnite. Wiley Moran,
2: I blame you. Both national tours were in action this past weekend. And some really interesting stuff came out of that. The regional racing all over the Southeast and the Midwest. We will recap all of that. There was a lot of, lot of regional races this past weekend. It was it just me? Or was there some surprising names that popped up in the top five and the top ten of some of the big races around the country this week? And I think people were kind of scanning it like, oh, I didn't expect to see Tyler Bear or some of these other names on that list. That thought and that subject matter, it's really shaped our entire show, to be quite honest. It's, it's led us to this week's Pay Attention, where our very own Todd, Todd Turner, will join us shortly and look at some of the up-and-comers around the country you need to pay attention to. And turn's turn later, we're doing a mock draft of guys 25 and under. So that will be interesting as well. Turn, that sparked a debate around the office today as well.
3: Yeah, that was... Got a little heated for a little while, maybe. I'm
2: always right, and Kovac's always wrong. That is the bottom line about these debates. You know this, right? I mean, if you say so, I guess, right? Well, compared to Kovac, come on. You do sign the check. I do sign the check. Yeah, what he said. Big weekend ahead as well. Lucas Oil and the Outlaws both going again. And don't forget, we are live, 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 live. Our pay-per-view team returns to action. Saturday night turn. There's the graphic. The St. Louis you Pick Apart 100 is live from Macon Speedway. All 100 laps can be seen right here at Dirt on Dirt. And if I may be biased for a second, if you would leave that up there, it's probably my favorite track to do a pay-per-view at simply because of the size of the place. Bob Sargent always has them two and three wide. If you've never seen a race at this tiny fifth mile, log on and buy Saturday. It is badass. Friday from Tri-City can be watched on Lucas Oil Racing TV. We are Saturday Night Live here at Dirt on Dirt. A guy who's won that very race will join us later in the show, Bobby Pierce, to not only discuss his season so far, but the passing of his car owner, Carlton Lamb, this past week, which the late model world. just an outpouring of support to the Lamb family, which was great to see. And on a personal note, Big C was just one of the absolute best. I can honestly say that. And our our thoughts and prayers are still with the Dunn Benson family, Wayne Castleberry, who's been a friend of ours for a long time, and everybody down there in Fayetteville, North Carolina, in this tough time for 10. But tough time for them. We've got a lot to get to this week, so let's get rolling. Late Model Live is back. Here we go. Five things. Number one on five things. The World of Outlaws had an eventful weekend in Mississippi, to say the least. Why not Motorsports Park? One of the best tracks in America, people. When are you all going to start listening to me? It delivers again. First on Friday, Brandon Shepard rallied from 12th to get the win after passing Chris Madden for the lead right there with nine to go. Any other time, that would have been the headliner. But Saturday, it got better. Final lap here. Billy Moyer Jr., who led about the whole thing, gets all he wants From Shane Clanton and Chris Madden, it comes right down to the end, a near photo finish with Moyer Jr. eh, barely getting his third World of Outlaws win of the year. But what made this even more unique was the circumstance. Back home in Arkansas, Jr.'s newborn daughter Hallie was in critical but stable condition with an infection in her intestine. And this information is coming right from Jr., a very scary situation. And while Jr. is no stranger to emotion in victory lane, this was different. A kind of emotion he had on Saturday night at Why Not was was just special. His brain was in one place and his heart was in another. Doesn't mean nothing. This racing doesn't mean anything. I, I my daughter, I'm
4: thinking about her. I, I just I'm scattered brain right now. I, uh, I got a call like I said at five o'clock in my mind. So far on left field, so I don't really care about this race right now. But uh, uh, I just want to get home to her. And uh, this doesn't mean anything, you know. Madden knows he's been through this too with his kid. And uh, man, they was with me tonight. It was. Uh, uh that's all i can say i I wanted to win trying to make a living here but i need to get back to arkansas as quick as i can and uh uh, man we won and uh i got gary and brian and spencer over there work really hard for me and uh uh, i was really on the last stop i was just blocking them so them guys uh they cut me some slack there and i appreciate that and it's uh just nice racing with guys like those two that'll respect you and I just can't say enough about uh, my car here, Crop Production Services, and Masea Valley Transport, all my sponsors. I appreciate them also. Junior, it's a great race. We're going to let you go. We know you got a long trip back to Batesville. Get it done. Safe trip. Let us know how things are going, and we congratulate you. Welcome to the club. Thank you very much, and thank all these fans. They uh, they don't get thank you enough. We, you know, i got to do this for a living. We couldn't do it without them. And, uh, you know, I'm not on no soapbox here. I'm just, you know, I'm a pretty emotional guy. And... Uh, I'm just ready to get home I'm glad we got some money to go home
2: Our thoughts go out to Junior and his wife, Skyla, in this time on Halley's speeder recovery. And one other neat note from the World of Outlaws turn. Take a look at this. The top ten in points right now, first through tenth, separated by only 88 points. Exactly kind of how they designed this points chase this year. I think Shepard is still the favorite, but a lot of different guys could still win this thing. It's anybody's ballgame as they head into Smoky Mountain this weekend. Number two on five things. There were two Lucas races this weekend, and they were both, well, ass-whippings. Bloomquist around traffic, but Jonathan Davenport is going to lead all 50 laps here tonight. And he's going to go the victory lane at Hagerstown
0: Speedway. There he is, the 11th different winner in 11 Lucas Oil races here. Richard's digging hard, but Scott Bloomquist gets his second Lucas Oil win of the year. Richard's second at the line, third, and by a
2: nose. Jonathan Davenport got his seventh already victory of the season at Hagerstown Saturday night. He qualified fast. He won his heat. He started on the pole. He just dominated for $12,000, and flip it to Sunday at Port Royal, similar story. Scott Bloomquist led all 50 laps and easily won his fourth race of 2016. But a more important statistic for Scott is this. Get this. In his last eight races since that tough start at Georgia and Florida, he has eight consecutive top twos. That is unreal. I'm not saying he can rally and win the Lucas Points title, but I'm pretty confident they got it figured out right now. Yeah, you know, speed week was a little bit rough for us, you know, even though we come out of there with a the win. But uh, it was, uh, there was, we had some problems that, that we got home and got to the bottom of. And uh, since we got that straightened out, we haven't run worse than second. So hopefully we can keep this rolling. A couple of other Lucas Oil notes. The win for Bloomquist was his 595th of his career, which means we're likely to see 600 this season. And how about this? Darren Lanigan, it was his first top five of the entire year. At Port Royal, that's hard to believe, but it's been a tough season for the Union-Kentucky driver. And, of course, kudos to Rick Eckert, making the 14-hour overnight haul from Why Not to Port Royal, where he was as high as fourth before finishing 13th. Number three, regional stuff lit up all over the country. Let's start in the Midwest. MLRA doubleheader where Davenport said, you know what? We're not messing around with the quarter mile. We're going to the big boy. They tackled the half mile at the big D, which I know the locals absolutely loved. Chris Simpson led every lap. The home stater got his 13th career MLRA victory. And then Saturday, get this, the Slocum 50, one of my favorite events of the year. They only had 18 cars last year. They go with MLRA this year. They have 37 And they saw a good show after the track crew reworked it before the feature. Shannon Babb was in the middle of a Simpson brother sandwich before he finally passed Chris right here and got the win. The Moequa, Illinois driver knows beating the Iowa bunch is never easy, especially at the Slocum.
3: It was definitely, uh, it meant everything. Our car's been really good all night, but I tell you what, anytime you have the Simpson boys up there, uh, they win about every time I'm here, so... It, it was definitely tough to get, a, uh, you know, let them get in front of me, but I knew I had to get back around it. But they're awesome racers, you know. There's a lot of good, a lot of good people here. Uh, you know, can't think, of, you know, say enough about uh, the Slocum 50. It meant a lot to me to come here and, and compete with them. I knew Brent and all them guys, and uh, anyhow, it was just tough there in traffic at the end. I knew where we was at. We just needed to stay there, and I, I didn't know if one of them guys was going to try to get me a slide job or what they did, but they treated me right, and uh, just really happy to be right here where we're at.
2: We all know now that Bab likes to start later in the year. He's not a guy that's going to race 100 times anymore. He's only run five race six races this year and finished no worse than sixth in any of them. I think it could be a big year for the 18 car in that Rocket. Number four, we had brothers in Iowa, and we had a father-son combo in Tennessee. They might not have... You know, they might have the cachet of the Moyers and the Morans, but don't sleep on the Englishes and the good careers of both Terry and Tanner. The two of them were duking it out Saturday night at Duck River in the Duck Tone of 40, dollars on the line for Southern All-Stars. The first time that Southern All-Stars has been back at the Tennessee track since 2001, by the way, and it was the young gun who got the better of the old buck. You see it right there. Tanner found that rubber just a hair before his dad did, went on to lead the rest of the way and cashed that big check. And if you were expecting a trash-talking Tanner, you got the wrong kind of millennial turn. Even in victory over his dad, he knows these things are never easy.
5: <laughs> no, I didn't think I was. Uh, like I said, I mean, he he's just as good as anybody here. He's one of the best, you know. And and then when it comes to this kind of track condition, he's hes really good. So uh, I hate it for Brad. I know he had a really good car. He might have won the deal. He he was really good. So uh, good good for Rocket Chassis. I think my dad finished second, didn't he? Okay. So as a... That's a one-two finish, so that's pretty cool.
0: Well, I thought that was my only chance to try to keep the momentum up a little bit because uh, I couldn't get off the corner. I couldn't turn down on the bottom and get off the corner. It was really hurting, so I I kept trying. It. I thought the rubber was up there. I didn't know it got down so low a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I didn't know where he was
2: at. And I didn't want to pinch him off, so uh, it's just one of them deals. We should point out, Brad Skinner was in pretty firm control of this race early on before he had a mechanical issue. You see him pulling in under the yellow right here. Both Terry and Tanner agreed he probably wins this race if not for that. Finally, number five, there was no other stuff. There was no other stuff. Turn. there was so much other stuff going on. I had to do a potpourri. Let's start with the Carolina Clash at Carolina. Former Truck Series regular Joey Coulter, who spent a few years following the Outlaws. He led every lap, but it was not easy. Lots of cautions, lots of challengers. The Skylar Trow Memorial victory was worth five grand. Just Coulter's second ever Super late model win, he had to hang on for it. Spring Nationals had a great weekend as well. Michael Chilton got by Eddie Carrier Jr. down the backstretch with 11 to go at the Pond, Ponderosa to win here. And the next night, he nearly went back-to-back back at Florence, but Devin Gilpin had other ideas. Gilpin and Chilton had a hell of a battle back and forth at Florence. And doesn't it just seem like this is how Florence races now? Forget about that old black ice stuff. This place is slider central right now. Not only did Gilpin eventually get the win, but keep in mind, the night before, that yellow 1G won 2000 bucks at Brownstown in the no-way-out 40 also. All told, it was a $6,000 weekend. Perhaps this is the breakout year we've been waiting for on the late model side from Gilpin.
0: Yeah, I was getting nervous on them restarts. I knew Eric had a good car on the bottom there. And the first start, I, I, cho- I chose the bottom, and I got him. And then the second one, he got me. And I thought, man, I better get a good restart to win this race. And, Chilton jumped out there, and I just started running that top. I was getting a good exit off turn four, and I think that helped me. And then I I, and I just can't take Tater enough and Jim Beeman and Bradley Machine, Jason Clarkson logging. This master built was, was – it's been awesome all weekend. Uh, wish we had somewhere to go race tomorrow. I'm just really, really having a good time right now, and it's awesome to get
4: a win for these guys.
2: It's Tyler Carpenter also won a $5,000 win race at Midway this weekend in that Kryptonite car. And how about the start to the season – for Michael Page, five wins already, including the Ultimate Series at Dixie on Saturday for four grand. I think we can move Page out of the up-and-coming group into the he's-here territory. That was five things on an incredibly busy weekend around the world of Dirt Late Modern Racing. Turn, there was so much going on. I literally said that it, was the, it was like a, one of those black holes where my mind yeah. went in. There was, I said there was nothing <laughs> going on. There was so much going on. It circled all the way back around on the space-time continuum. Are you following me on that logic? I I think Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Listen, hey, you know, I was talking about the cameraman being a little rusty. Maybe the host is a little rusty this week. That's entirely possible. I'm sorry, what? I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) No pick-me-up right there. Notice my guy back there not giving me me (laughs) pick-me-up. We discussed it a little bit uh, prior to five things. One of the things and ideas that we've toyed with a lot in the 11 years of Dirt on Dirt.com that I'd still like to do at some point is a top 25, 25 and under, meaning the top 25 drivers at or under the age of 25 in the United States provide that powering. Maybe get JRI shocks to sponsor that for us, you know, but be it time or resources or whatever it is, we just haven't been able to pull it off yet. But this weekend, when you see Tyler Bear, and no offense to Tyler, had never run a national touring race. When you see him in the top three of a Lucas show, Tanner English consistently winning races, Tyler Carpenter winning races, I wanted to sort of touch on that topic that Todd Turner and I have kicked around a little bit, and that is absolutely what we are paying attention to tonight. Todd joins me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. And, Todd, every week the staff discusses ideas for the show. What about this for pay attention? Or what about this guy for an interview? And I like what we're doing this week because I sort of presented it to you in one way and you had another take on it, which I thought was better. I basically approached you and said, hey, the wake of Tyler Bears' run at the Lucas races this weekend, who are the best up-and-coming regional drivers? And you were like, no, no, no. Let's put some parameters on this. Let's put some explainers on this and sort of quantify it, or otherwise it'll just kind of run roughshod. So explain kind of what you were thinking in that regard, because it's not just every young guy. It's not just guys you haven't heard of. Just give us kind of your parameters before we say who the guys are, Todd.
1: Well, I'm always kind of leery when we bring up something like that about, you know, guys haven't, people haven't heard of or the best young guys or whatever because that, that can be so broad, especially when you're looking nationally. Uh, you know, somebody hasn't, somebody that somebody else hasn't heard of might be the guy that, who races against somebody every week. So, you know, you, you want to kind of, uh, set a little bit of a, yeah, like a parameter. Uh, to kind of say who we're talking about. And, and and I had a hard time kind of boiling that down to very single things. So I kinda of right. have three groups of guys I'm gonna talk about. Uh some who, you know, probably the the savvy fans have heard of and probably a few guys that no one uh, no one is really been paying attention to. But that's kind of what we're looking at with the Tyler Bear thing coming up. there he was starting uh, his first Lucas oil race. Uh you know, it kinda of jumped out uh, jumped out at you and Kevin wrote that great piece about him about Hey, you know, what, what are some other guys that uh, that might do that? So, uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about those in, in a couple of different groups of guys here.
2: So, Todd has kind of broke these down into three tiers, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3, and he'll let you know when he goes from one to another. But now that we kind of know, and let's be honest, Todd, a lot of this is just gut for me and you, too. So much of what we do at Dirt on Dirt is who do we like, who, who, who catches our eye. I mean, you, that's fair to say before you get into these guys, right? It is a little personal influence on this about who we think could be good.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is, but when you're at the track sometimes, like I had this with Shannon Babb a million years ago. You know, you see him in not a very good car, really, when he's not – when he's kind of even at the back of the pack. But some of those guys, they have something, you know, a little spark that jumps out at you. So, yeah, a lot of these guys are guys that just have that for me. Or or I've been really, you know, I I always keep track of all the the weekly results and stuff. And when names come up over and over and over, I start looking into, you know, hey, what's this guy's story? And, you know, you find out more about him. Uh, And in many cases, and I'll give a little plug here to to our weekly notebook, in many cases those guys end up uh, there with Ali Collis writing about them each week. Um, You know, uh, guys that are uh, winning their first races are kind of, uh, you know, Heading toward a track title for the first time, usually kind of up and comers. So so these guys kind of fit into this into that uh into that grouping there. And my first here uh is gonna be guys people have heard a little bit more about maybe and have a little more experience, but there are a couple of young guys. Logan Martin, uh the twenty two year old from West Plains, Missouri. He kind of burst on the scene with that uh first Mars victory a couple of years ago. Uh and he's kind of been steadily uh, you know. Making some smart moves of racing a little bit more out, uh running a few regional shows, uh hitting a national tour now and again. Uh and he's got Bill Fry in his corner. So you gotta like that. I mean, there's a guy that's gonna help you uh and, and, and Martin's not the only one like that. Some of the other guys I talk about, they have somebody behind them, a father or or a mentor or something like that. And so Fry Fry definitely is a big uh, asset to Logan Martin and uh, look for him to do uh, continue to do well in MLRA and Mars races there around Missouri. Another guy down there in the Carolinas is, is uh, Michael Brown who actually had a, a nice move this weekend if, if you caught the video of the Carolina Clash race there. Uh, it got called back by a caution but he put an outside move on, on Coulter to try to take that victory that was uh, quite dramatic. And, and he's leading Carolina Clash points now and he's kind of a Breaking through as a new guy to watch in that area. You know that those old standbys at Cherokee, uh, lots of guys that have raced there. It seems like you know 20 years, uh, and here's Brown kind of breaking into that, and and hopefully give them, give it a, give it a good run uh, for the Carolina Clash title.
2: And then you've got to well, tier. My, that's tier my... one. Who's tier two?
1: Yeah, so my second of guys, and these are, are guys that have a l- little less experience, but but they are certainly looking uh, looking good and promising. Uh, the first one is Kade Diller, the Louisiana driver, who's such a good modified driver, and actually, you know, used to run asphalt late models as well. Uh, I saw him in Arizona and it seemed like every night he was fast and making good moves and being smart. He did, he did get caught up in a wreck while leading, but the fact that he was leading a race out there, when you look at the roster of guys out there at Arizona, uh, that says a whole lot about him. Uh, I was kind of disappointed. He didn't have a little better uh, run here. And why not this last weekend, uh, in, in his national tour racing, but, uh, but 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 not bad, and and I would say he's still a guy to keep an eye on. He's got Jimmy Mars in his corner, you know, running Jimmy's car. So there's there's another guy who's kind of a mentor who can kind of guide him along. Uh, another guy down there who raced it, why not uh, Spencer Hughes, the Meridian driver, just 17 years old, and and, and last year became the youngest winner on the Southern All Star Series, and he's with the Leon Henderson team, uh, you know. So he's got some good uh, good guys around him, good crew guys, and and uh, good equipment. Uh, I think he's a good guy to watch. And another one, uh there up there in Illinois with you guys. Uh, and we saw him win a bazillion crate races last year, I guess. Alan Weiser, the 24-year-old from Peoria, he actually uh, won his first super late-mile race here at the opener. Uh, I guess at the end of they there on Peoria. he's uh, There's a bunch of good Illinois crate guys, and he's, uh, he's kind of edging up toward the super, so uh, we'll keep an well, eye on and him. And that's what,
2: what's so interesting about that before you get to your third and final tier is uh, you just mentioned the term, so many good Illinois crate guys, a term that we never would have uttered 10 years ago because this crate late model racing oh. never had permeated into Illinois at all. So it, it's kind of created this minor league system in Illinois for the first time we never used to have before
1: yeah and that's something that is a lot of different areas, and that's where you can you know before it'd be like a guy came into Super late I was like, Oh, where did he come from? Well, he was running street socks, or he was you know you just never heard of him now you get a you get a couple of years of, of feel for these guys when they're running the crates with you with uh the dirt car stuff there in illinois or uh, or you know down there in the southeast where they run a lot of it too so yeah that's uh that's kind of a good preview. And that's where uh, some of these 3rd tier guys are gonna gonna lay, including you know Tyler Bear. We talked about the, him already, and and actually Kevin uh, Kovac's gonna have his column, uh, mostly about his dad Booper Bear and and him kind of uh, guiding Tyler along. Uh, one of one of the funny things Kevin was telling me about was that Tyler's uh, first first love was that he wanted to like ride bulls and be like in <laughs> rodeos and. Which uh, which uh, sounds sounds uh, you know the choice between that and stock car racing? I mean, eh, kind of a toss up. But <laughs> but I think Boop Booper wanted to get him in the car, and now they've got him going. He's been racing for a while now, run, uh, won a bunch of crate races, and, and and how how exciting could that be for him? The other day to run, uh, you know, in the top three there uh, with Davenport and those guys. I mean, that's something else. Um, a couple other Craig guys, uh, Ashton Winger, uh, you know, you know him well, Uh, he's run some super stuff as well. Uh, had a big, uh, Cray win at East Bay and he's got his dad behind him, you know, Gary Winger, you know, a shock specialist and, and can really, you know, turn the wrenches for him. And, you know, he's seen everything so he can kind of, you know, show him, uh, show him in the ins and outs of the sport. Uh, another great guy that actually Allie's writing about for the weekly notebook uh coming this week is Christian Hanger. He's an eighteen year old from Winchester, Tennessee. Uh he won fifteen races at ten tracks last year and he's already uh already got a handful of wins this year. He's another guy to watch. Uh another great guy who's not uh um also hasn't been in supers like hanger is Logan Robertson who just won uh the Battle of the Bay uh, Rush deal this last weekend, the four-race uh, series in the Mid-Atlantic races. Now, his dad also raced. You know, Greg Robertson, a uh, big uh, limited late-model star there in Virginia. Uh, so kind of like uh, Bear, we got a couple of Virginia guys there, uh, both with their fathers who are kind of helped guiding their career. Um, and then a couple other guys that are um, less, more away from the crate thing. Uh, one guy from Michigan, Drew Wilkerson, uh, he's 23 and he got his first uh, victories last year in two, were super late models. Now it's all this weekend he came down to Farmer City and Fairview. I know, and, yeah, and I know. He 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 took his lumps a little bit down there, but you know, it, it's you know those Michigan guys. It, it, if he shows the the proficiency to kind of take that chance to go to Illinois, you know that maybe that uh, that's a good sign that he's. Uh, You know, see where where he needs to improve and what he'd like to be doing. So it was kind of cool to see him go down there. And then another guy who's also in a weekly notebook, uh, Brandon Francis, the West Virginia driver. He got his first super late model win. He was uh, AMRA's Rookie of the Year last year. And then finally, I just ran across this guy this weekend. I'd seen his results about winning some, but he uh, got a big win at Cottage Grove this weekend, uh, uh, even uh, even though he got in a little wreck and uh, got in a little banged up and, and lost his brakes and had some suspension problems. His name is Preston Luckman, 21 years old, out of Coos Bay, Oregon. And he won that big race, uh, won a race up there, Cott- Cottage Grove. So, you know, we don't always see those guys out the West much. But uh, but if you do pay attention out there, Preston Luckman is a guy to keep your, uh, keep your eye on, too.
2: A serious amount of knowledge right there from Todd Turner. Just a couple of quick questions I wanted to ask you, Todd. You don't have to go on and on about these, but just a couple of quick things. Is there a particular area of the country you look for guys? When you scan that weekly notebook, do you always go, well, that East Tennessee group or mm. that Central? Illinois group or that Western PA group. Quick thought on that: Is there one area where they seem to pop up more and more?
1: Um, no, it's kind of random, and you know, but it is. You know, some places are kind of harder to, to find results and/or kind of. Get a bead on what's going on. Uh, Like that Michigan guy, you know, I I get the feel that there can be some guys up in Michigan doing stuff that we have no idea because (laughs) it seems like that that dividing line between Ohio and Michigan, unless the guys are coming to Eldora, we don't know much about them. Uh, But no, not a particular place. I mean, but like the Luckman kid out there in Oregon, I do like to try to make a special effort to try to get uh, get some stuff from other parts of the country so we're not missing out on somebody
2: final question todd you met me when i was 14 or 15 years old was i on your up-and-coming journalist radar at 14 or 15 and i'd like an honest answer
1: Oh, up and coming with a bullet. I mean, uh, uh, West Flames will never be the same after after that great meeting of the minds there in the pit.
2: Uh, do you remember the first thing I said? Do you remember being like, "Oh God, who is this kid?" Or just just quickly, it was annoying, wasn't it? It was annoying when I approached I- you.
1: Yeah. I feel like I turned around and walked the other way. Is that and, I just not follow- right? I and I
2: followed remember. you. I followed you and followed you and followed you. So uh,
1: and somewhere somewhere Logan Martin was there in somebody's arms, uh being cradled <laughs> in the pit. It was like an infant child. So uh, that was, there we all were
2: that was depressing actually. Bill Fry was there too. They were all there probably actually. Gary Winger and everybody actually. So uh, oh Todd Turner, I appreciate it very much. Great stuff. We're going to try to hit more of that weekly and up-and-coming stuff this year. We appreciate it very much. Uh, real, quick, well, Actually, one final quick question. We're doing a mock draft later. Number one pick, 25 and under. Who are you taking, Shepard or Pierce?
1: I think I'll take Shepard. You're going to go Shepherd. Oh, All right. right, hang
2: on to that thought. We're going to talk more about that later. Todd Turner, thanks, buddy.
1: Have a good show. Thanks.
2: let's piggyback that topic and use it for our Twitter question a little bit before we head to our first commercial break. Turn, put the Twitter question up there. Tyler Bear finished third in his Lucas Oil debut at Hagerstown. Who are other young, lesser-known – just don't give me Bobby Pierce here. We know Bobby Pierce. We know Brandon Shepard. Who are other young, lesser-known drivers with the potential to achieve regional and national touring success? Tweet us at Dirt on Dirt. Use the hashtag. Please use the hashtag. Late Model Live. We'll answer those on the other side of the break. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live.
4: Maria up there is just uh, is a great person to talk to. They're always real easy. Uh, You need something to get it right out. And uh, I just, my program wouldn't be nearly where it's at without support like FK Rod ends. Everything on our car is, you know, the best in the business and they're on there for a reason. And we just have such, you know, good relationships with Maria and them
1: there and and their products, you know, the best in the business and that's why we run them.
0: Josh Richards in a backup car comes from the tail to win the night at Golden Isles. I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won. Shepard on the transponder won the race. Superman does not Jonathan Davenport wins in East Bay. He's holding on for dear life, and he's going to get the win here tonight. Bronson might have a car away. Are you kidding me, Wentz? The voodoo child goes to victory lane. Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win it, Lucia. Mark Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. Or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Hudson on to the outside. Look at the 17 year old to the outside. Hudson O'Neill for the lead. Out at turn four. Down the straightaway. They're side by side. And Hudson O'Neill grabs the lead. Brendan McManus back at the bottom. It's not over yet. On at turn number two, Brendan hard. On the bottom, of the side by side at a two for the pole at Port Royal. Good racing here tonight. At first, he was phenomenal. He's number two down the bottom. Anchor gets the grab on the momentum belt. the next right away. Anchor down. As Saturday. He'll try the crossover into turn number three. Jimmy Owens, the second all-time winning against driver to Lucas Oil. labeled a dirt series, trying to get his first win of the year. put on the bottom. He'll try to throw the slider. Davenport throws an angle on out of turn four. Down the base runner with her side by side. And Owens regains the lead. She's kind of tracked, there. Lanigan loves the big tracks. At a turn number three, I'll take that Clint Boyer iRacing.com entry. Whoa, almost hits guardrail. brought it into the wall at turn four. That'll cost him two spots. And Lannigan on the bottom. Lannigan goes to second.
2: If you've never been to Port Royal, you need to go. Not only has Steve O'Neill and his staff made that place better and better with the new lighting and so much more, but the racing, as you saw in those heat races, is really good. It's just such an up-and-coming facility. That was on full display in the heats. And turn, also notice, look at this screen grab from this. This is a heat loss in photo. This is down the backstretch. As you pointed out, those aren't houses on the backstretch, turn. What would you call Those. Called them sweets. Those are (laughs) sweets on the backstretch. How cool is it to have a community that does not reject racing but embraces racing? Thank you, Heath Lawson, for this photo. I'm telling you, if you're up there, they got to put a suite in those attics up there. Those third floor attics up there would be awesome for their sprint car races and for their late model races. Uh, Keep an eye on Port Royal here in the coming years. It's just uh, it's tremendous. Those people could Airbnb those turn for big big race weekends. Have they thought about that? What what does one of those houses go for? A thousand bucks a weekend, maybe? I would I would pay that. There you go. I need to get a hold of the owners of these homes. Uh, Twitter responses turn young and upcoming drivers. What do we got? Uh, see, Here's what I love. So many things about this one. I love from Trevor Cash. He says at ThugNasty17. By the way, Logan Robertson's name on Twitter is ThugNasty17. So A, we got to talk to him about that name. B, Todd Turner already talked to him. And C, Trevor Cash is vote- casting his vote for ThugNasty17. Who else we got? Turn. Uh, Corey Mesteller says, how about Trevor Feathers? His dad was always fun to watch, driving the wheels off that double zero. Trevor did the same Saturday at Hagerstown for the Lucas Race, 25th to 6th, moving up through the field with Tim McCready. Trevor unfortunately retired. Now, remember, the local announcer at uh, Hagerstown 2-turn, he, be- he he has to get a tattoo now because Trevor Feathers did yeah. not win that race. Yeah. So let's not forget about that. We'll have him on next week so he can pick out what tattoo he's getting. He probably was getting pretty excited when Trevor rallied from 25th to 6th. I six, mean, I Race, by the way. I think one more. One more. Yeah. Speaking of Heath Lawson, Logan Martin, him and Todd Turner, thinking like is someone I see making some noise this weekend at Tri City. If he's in the house, he had an overall solid run there last July and ran well at Wheatland in the Show Me One Hundred. Logan Martin, I think, with Bill Fry's help and being in that hotbed town of West Plains, is on everybody's radar. Well, we finally got some, some of. Um, I don't say some of one of those. Let's put it that way. We finally got one of those weekends where the top 25 could feel the impact. The last month, quite honestly, has sucked for the top 25. But I like what I'm seeing now. So let's take a look at that JRI Shocks top 25. Finally, some movement, and I like it a lot. Scott Bloomquist and Jonathan Davenport maintain the top, I should say finally some movement, and five of the top six stay the same. (laughs) Uh, Bloomquist and Davenport, uh, what was it, eight votes for Scott. We'll have this next week, I think eight votes for Scott. Uh, two for J.D. I actually personally had Jonathan number one. But what's interesting to me about this is all three of those guys won this past weekend at the top. And an argument could be made for all three of them. Bloomquist, Davenport, and Shepard to me. Mad McDowell, Richards, Marler, and EPJ up a spot. Overton struggled a little bit here lately. Falls a couple. And Tim McCready inside the top ten with a pair of top fours on the weekend. Shane Clanton, he almost won it, why not? Jimmy Owens, Chris Simpson, all the way up to 13th on the heels of that MLRA victory at Davenport. Ricky Weiss still hanging around the top 15. Huddy Eckert, Bobby Pierce, who will join us in the second. Don O'Neill hanging at 18th. Michael Page slides inside the top 19. And Shannon Babb all the way from 24th to 20th turn. Who is our newcomer this week? BMJ. BMJ. Bmj previously, uh, I was on my ballot actually the whole time, hanging around under the twenty-five mark. Wins at Why Not and climbs all the way up to number twenty-three. Devin Moran, hanging on uh, by a, a thread there. Turn at twenty-five as he falls five spots after really scuffling this weekend at Why Not. Turn. How would you have those top three? Davenport, Shepherd, Bloomquist. If you're ranking them, how do you have
3: them? Oh man. Uh, yes. I. Th- I think you got to go Scott. I think it's in the order. I think it's the order it is, Okay, quite honestly. I
2: I think an argument can be made for any three, though. Scott Blumquist's eight consecutive top twos right now is pretty impressive. Well, it's not as busy of a weekend in late model racing, but it's just as big, really, as the World of Outlaws and Lucas Oil series are both in action. Again, we will preview Lucas Oil in a second, but remember, the Outlaws have a double dip at Smoky Mountain this weekend. The Tennessee tip-off, rained out back in March, is Friday and Saturday. Two complete shows, 10,000 to win each night. And like I said earlier, this outlaw points chase is really fun right now. Top 10 separated by only 90. It will continue this weekend at the Half Mile in Maryville. Make sure to stop and see our friends Roger and Casey and Dustin. Wanted to give them a little plug since we've already previewed that race back in March. I didn't want to dive in too far, but wanted to give Smoky Mountain a little plug for the weekend. Meanwhile, in our backyard, we're turning. I will be Lucas Oil comes calling the Gundakers Tri-City Speedway Friday where you're bound to see a race of the year candidate at any point in Pontoon Beach. And then Saturday night, of course, America's favorite bullring, the fifth mile of Mighty Macon, the track that still when most people walk up to the track, they say, they're, we're not going to race on this, right? There's <laughs> seriously no way they're going to have a late model race on this, right? And remember, Macon is live at DirtOnDirt.com. joining us now to preview the Lucas oil weekend is a guy I haven't talked to a lot this spring. So I wanted to get him on and wrap a bit about a lot of the things going on in the sport with him and with his program, Oakwood Illinois, Bobby Pierce is on the Integra shocks and Springs hotline. Bobby, before we get to anything preview related, obviously the entire dirt late model world is still mourning the loss of Carlton lamb, the patriarch of the Dun Benson uh, racing family and your car owner this year. I know you didn't know him a long time, Bobby, but in the short time that you did know him, just talk about how Big C touched your life and, and what kind of man Carlton was.
5: All right. Well, first off, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, but yeah, Carlton, you know, that's, that's a huge loss to all of us. Uh, I didn't know him for, for a long time, but, you know, he was always the, the person that, you know, at, at the end of a bad night, if we had it, you know, he was just like, well, we win as a team, we lose as a team, and. He just really had a, a very positive outlook on a lot of things and heck you know he loved watching races. Um simple as that, you know, he uh he loved it. So, you know, with him uh passing, you know, like I said, that's just a huge loss and you know, it's it's kinda hard for all of us and stuff, but um you know, we know he he's up there watching and hopefully we can uh just keep progressing and soon maybe get a win for him, maybe this weekend.
2: As the late model world has descended on Fayetteville this past week for all the services, did it become even a little more clear to you, Bobby, that, man, this guy really had a huge impact on late model racing. He's obviously in the Hall of Fame, but have you kind of felt that a little bit this last week even more, that, man, this guy touched a lot of people in our sport?
5: Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, heck, I never even, uh, I I never really knew of him um, up until this deal, and I don't know how we never really met each other because, it seems like everyone knew him in the pit area, you know, he he he's always talking to people uh, whenever, you know, someone comes up to us and you know, he was in the pit area, you know, he just started a conversation with them and you know, it's a very friendly guy and, you know, did a lot for the sport, um, did a lot for, you know, the town of, of Dunn also and, you know, you could just really feel the vibe that, that he was a guy that was kind of everyone's friend, you know.
2: This weekend, Bobby, in a season where you moved away from home, you will come home and race for the first time. How excited are you to get back to Tri City and Macon, to get back to Illinois and race on and in front of the people you've known for so long? Is this this got to get you juiced a little bit for this weekend? I would think.
5: Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm excited. Um, you know, Tri City is one of my all time favorite racetracks, and Macon is. Also, one of my all-time favorite <laughs> racetracks. Now I've had a lot of success at, success at both tracks, but um, you know we're going there with with the new car. You know, rocket car. You know, I haven't I haven't raced on Illinois track yet since I've got it, but I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I think we got this thing rolling now. Um, heck, last weekend at Port Royal for the feature. You know, if I if I had a couple things go my way, I really think we could have possibly got a top three. And you know, I was saying this Lucas Field field right now is stout
3: right <laughs> um
5: we, there's so many drivers in it that can win the race and then you know we go to to places like up there you know the locals were super tough up there and then we go this week in illinois and you know, everyone knows how tough the locals are in illinois when uh big series come in so i'm just really looking forward to it um heck all i've been racing is like in the southeast to the east <laughs> it feels like so to get back home um for one, just on some tracks I know, two, to have, you know, some, like, friends and family, you know, my girlfriend, her parents, some of her family are going to be there to watch me. Um, so that that's pretty cool, and, uh, you know, hopefully with knowing these tracks, I can really get a good run. Uh, really looking forward to getting my first win on the Lucas series this year, and for the first win for the team too.
2: You mentioned it a little bit. You sort of took my question in the tie. Here's the question I have: in the top ten list of Bobby Pierce favorite tracks, I was betting that Tri City and Macon are both on that list. You kind of already said they were, but why are those two just places that you love so much? You've already acknowledged they might even be in your top five.
5: Yeah, I, it's really tough. You know, the more tracks I keep going to. Um, yeah, Port Royal, it really impressed me, but Macon is by far, I mean, I've had so much good, so many good runs there and it's, it's a track that, you know, some people really struggle, like, you know, take Scott Bloomquist for example, you know, he might go there and there's a possibility of him getting lapped, you know, it's happened before at a Lucas race because it's just not a track that we race on. It's basically a six mile, um, You know, it's just so different, and and Gateway is kind of a lot like that now, you know, the the track conditions, the the shape, and uh, so I think it kind of takes away some of it, how small making is, you know, people might be a little bit more used to it now, but like you said, you know, you go up to the racetrack, and you're like, (laughs) we're not racing late models, we're racing go-karts, right? (laughs) But um, I just love it, you know, it's always a racy track. Same thing as Tri-City, you know, I've, I've raced there so many times in my life. And never once have I had a feature where I'm just like, well, that wasn't really any fun. Because even when the track isn't that good, it still just provides such great racing. Agreed. And, you know, just I don't know. I, th- I think maybe just me being an Illinois guy, I might just be saying that just because. <laughs> but I just really, I love those tracks.
2: For those of us that have no idea what it's like to sit behind the wheel of a dirt late model, give us the single hardest thing about switching from your family's Pierce car to a rocket, what has been the single biggest adjustment as a driver uh
5: well i mean there there's been a lot of things uh you know, heck, a whole new team and um just being in a different location you know i'm not I'm not always with the race cars, and neither is my dad um you know he's mostly with them just at the racetrack and um but these rockets, you know, Mark has really done a great job helping us uh getting started with them. Uh the biggest adjustment I think for me, uh it, it's kinda like take for example, you know, you say you have a different job, so you go to a different office. First off you just gotta get comfortable with sitting in that office, right? Right. So you know, you get comfortable with that and how the car feels. Um, you know, the Pierce cars were always uh, set up a little bit differently than most cars and I think now, you know, I'm, I'm really used to this Rocket car now. Um, I think there's certain times where this Rocket's super fast, and then there's some times where I'm like, I wonder what the Pierce car would feel like in that situation. <laughs> but um, I think now we're really getting it to where it's very balanced on like every single track condition and just the learning curve. You know, all of us, um, you know, not just me driving the cars, but everyone working on them you know making the calls what to do because you know mark's not there all the time to hold our hand and you know he can't be you know he's got a race team to take care of himself and uh you know i think we really got this thing down to where we're getting pretty good with it but you know like i said earlier some some people they might just look at the results but you got to remember the crowd we're racing against every single weekend you know it's super tough
2: Speaking of, you sit eighth right now in Lucas Oil Points coming into this weekend. Last question, shoot me completely straight here. You and I have been always pretty honest with each other. Is eighth okay with you, or are you and the team thinking, you know what, we thought we'd be better than this right now in your first year running Lucas? Eighth acceptable or eighth totally unacceptable for you and that team right now?
5: Well, I think, uh, I mean, obviously we all want to be first, right? (laughs)
2: Right, right. uh,
5: you know I think it's uh it's something that we all kind of just knew'd be a learning curve um like how many tracks have I went to that I haven't been to before already so really a lot of that stuff just goes into play, and you know there was uh what is there about fifteen sixteen guys that have been to every race so far yep, so you know halfway through the field you know with with that group of guys, it's pretty good, but you know you take Florida and Georgia, those are your first races and quite frankly i don't like those tracks and then some of the other tracks we went to you know i was pretty new to so really when we get into this summer swing i'm i'm hoping for a big rebound you know maybe we'll get some wins here and there and you know that's what it takes to move up in the points you got to stay consistent but you got to get them wins and those top fives you know to really be making big leaps and bounds
2: Lucas Oil comes to the Midwest this weekend, Turn 12,000 to win Friday at Tri-City, top five Bobby Pierce track, and 12,000 to win Saturday at Macon, turn top five Bobby Pierce track. Mm -hmm. Bobby Pierce makes his return with his brand-new team back in his home state for two races. Bobby, good luck this weekend. Like I said, everybody's been thinking about you and that Dunn-Benson team down there and uh, thoughts and prayers to you guys. But good luck this weekend. We will see you Friday and Saturday at Tri-City and Macon. Okay, buddy?
5: All right, thank you, uh, and thanks for everything you
2: guys do. We appreciate them. Except turn, right? You didn't mean it towards turn, right? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Turn. there. He he saved it for you, turn. Yeah, he saved
5: me. You do a great job, turn. (laughs) Thanks,
2: (laughs) buddy. All right. Thanks, Bobby. We'll see you this weekend. Thank you. We will step away for our second commercial race. Commercial commercial race. Oh, commercial (laughs) race. I like that term. All right. We are back in two minutes on Late Model Live.
5: The heartland loves its tradition of grassroots auto racing. And one of the most beloved events is the 26th annual
0: Lucas Oil Show Me 100.
1: Presented by Protect the Harvest. It
0: happens May 24th, 25th, and 26th at Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. This is known as the crown jewel event of late model
5: racing. With three full days of breathtaking action. There's family fun, camping, great food, and go-karts for a full weekend of entertainment. For tickets and info, visit lucasoilspeedway.com. Lucas Oil Speedway, the fastest in family fun. Late Model race in Australia. This is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast. Parking by my bud here, Ryan. Uh, it's just, it's just a
3: really fun time.
2: It just keeps growing, so I can't see why why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, two
3: to go, and it's all Jason
2: Fitzgerald and M. job the earth, can
6: he pull it right? Yes, he can. Up to the race lead, and wins, and takes the win.
4: Well, I think there was what 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that that was way better than last year. So. Never know when we get back next year. There might be 50.
0: It's high bank, so we often see three and four wide racing. It's something different that we don't see at all these other tracks. Bobby Pierce has done it. He wins the St. Louis. You pick apart 100 and make it Speedway. It's small, but it's fast and racy. You know that's why I tell them don't be, you know, don't let the wall intimidate
3: you. Uh, you don't leave making Speedway without rubbing a quarter panel or. You know, getting into someone's door—it's just—it's good tight racing. Bobby
0: Pierce got the high side working. Oh, that closes in. They puts Pierce in the wall. press, gets sideways, and he gets sideways to the wall again. And we got to see McCready keeps going. McRae keeps going. Two wide in Richards and Josh Richards takes the lead. On lap 60, new leader Josh Richards. Richard jumps the door, and I the floor. Josh Richards, is first time, and wins.
4: People told me we'd win here the first time. It's, uh, it's crazy, but uh, this might be my new favorite place.
0: Josh Richards in a backup car, comes in the tail to win tonight at Golden Isles. Who's it gonna be at the line? Oh no! I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won! And Brandon Shepard, your new leader. Checker flag awaits. Here comes Men, but Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. Who win it, Bluesha?
2: Turn, I will continue saying it until everybody gets it. If you need a car or a truck, there is literally only one place to go. MarkMartinAutomotive.com. And I had a viewer email me two weeks ago and say, they don't really ship, do they? If you buy, they'll ship it to you. The answer is yes. Not only are they the best rates, period, but they'll ship it to your door. Or if you fly into Arkansas, turn, they did this for you. They will pick you up at the airport. This isn't something that's just a passing thing. I'm not, I'm not just trying to be a salesman here. Mark and Lance Landers are some of the best people on the planet. If you need a car, go to Mark. There it is. Mark. Wait. This side. Turn. Turn. Yeah. Up, now up. Mark. Mark. Martin, Mark. Martinautomotive.com. I need that bouncing ball on yeah. what was that old there show. Turn scanning those Lucas Oil points. One note. We knew coming into the year, as Bobby Pierce said, that, that JD and, and Pierce uh, were going to be added to the tour. So somebody was going to get shuffled down. I cannot help but notice right now, Dennis Herb Jr. stuck in 15th. That puts him behind some of the guys who haven't even run every race this year, like Brandon Shepard and Brandon Overton. That is tough. It'll be interesting to see how a guy like Dennis Herb climbs his way out of it. Turn, turn's turn this week was, was uh, It went from what are we going to do for turn's turn to me being as excited as I've been about one of your turn's turns in a long, long time we had touched on the idea of young drivers. We've touched on the idea that the fact that the NFL draft is Thursday, it all boils up into this week's turn's turn. This is the sprinkler. This is the sprinkler, <laughs> if oh, yeah, anyone's can, wondering. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turn, lay it on us here.
3: All right, so, you know, thinking young drivers. Got me thinking. NFL draft coming up this weekend. Young talent, right? Yep. And I needed some help. You guys helped me out here in the office. And uh, I had to, I was so lost, I had to bring in help uh, on the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline. (laughs) So we have our own Derek Kessinger on the line. I'm sorry, I
2: think it's, I'm sorry, it's not Derek Kessinger, Derek McShay Kuyper on the line right now. Derek McShay Kuyper is our top five draft analyst on the line. Are you there, Derek McShay Kuyper?
6: Oh, yeah. I've been busy with the boards all week long. The draft is Thursday. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of guys with potential and upside. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: (laughs) So, Terry, you're doing what? A top five picks here? Top five. Of late model drivers. Yes. Under 25, 25 and under, right? So,
3: this is going to be my mock draft. Okay. And I'm uh, going to let Derek do a little bit of commentary upon that. And uh, so, I'm going to start off here. Number one pick. uh, There was actually... Pretty heavy debate about this in the office. Uh, you asked Todd. He said he would go with Brandon Shepard. I went the other way. I went with our guest that we just had on, Bobby Pierce. He's got the resume. He's got all those, you know, different awards. Uh, World 100 winner, North-South, Show Me, and he's also a three-time uh, Summer Nationals champion. So, Suave, why don't you uh, take us through why we why we went with Bobby Pierce for our number one pick? <laughs>
6: Well, it's simple. He's got all the hardware. He's got the World 100. He's got the Show Me 100. He's got the North-South 100. He's one of the premier drivers up and coming. And he's basically like the guy that has the Heisman Trophy. He's won it all. He's a winner. He's my number one pick on the draft board turn. I like your pick. Bobby Pierce is number one.
2: Driver under twenty five. I love. He does sound like Todd McShan, <laughs> Mel does. Kiper. I actually, I actually really like this bit so far. Right, so Pierce is on. number one. I agree with that. By the way, I love Sheppy. I'm going. My take, going Pierce. He's four years younger. Turn. You get it's like a quarterback. You go a little younger. Go yeah. a little younger with the intangibles. Four years younger. I'm going Bobby.
3: Go ahead. I like that. Uh, so number two, it, the number one and two slots. We knew who was going there. It was just the debate of you know who was going in what slot. Yes. So, number two, we have Brandon Shepard here, outlaw champion, two-time dirt track world champion, uh, world championship winner, summer nationals champion, and he also won the PDC. So, uh, Derek, why don't you give us our, uh, your thoughts on, on Brandon Shepard?
6: Well, you can't go wrong with either of the drivers. <laughs> it's just like Drew Brees and Tom Brady. One might have more Super Bowls, but they're both Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And also, people might think Brandon Shepard's more of a system quarterback guy you know his coach Nick Saban aka Mark Richards is one of the best coaches aka driver owners in the entire country but Brandon Shepherd can flat out wheel so you can't go wrong with either of those two but he comes in at number two,
2: that was what I loved. in turned the debate turned today was well, you know, Shepherds had Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. He said Mark Richards. So you know, is he a product of the system? Listen, Shep, he can freaking wheel. We know that. But I did like that it delved into that. Yeah. Richards is Nick Saban. I liked that a little bit.
3: Yeah, there was a bunch of uh, a bunch of analogies yes, going on yes, in the office yes. today. So one and two were decided. Three to five was actually fairly open. And uh, you know, I thought. Me, me and Derek were talking about this, and we thought that Hudson O'Neill was a good fit for that three spot because he's he's still a really young talent, uh, you know, Lucas Oil Rookie of the Year. He got a prelim win at the Gateway Dirt Nationals this past uh, past December, and he has also sat on the pole for the World 100. So, Derek, why don't you walk us through uh, Hudson's resume? Well,
6: it's simple. I mean, I might get dogged for this, but he's the youngest ever driver to start the pole of the World 100. And he's only 17. Yes, he has probably the most upside of any of the drivers in the draft. But I got to tell you (laughs) what, guys, this guy can flat-out wheel. And he's the number one rated high school uh, driver in the entire (laughs) country. He's the the next LeBron James, pretty much. So this kid, he can handle the expectation. He also has that good DNA. Because his driver races,
2: so he's basically got that knack for racing. DNA thrown in, turn DNA know, thrown in. I We're like talking about pedigree and all this. I, stuff. I like the high school reference too. He's on yeah. the he's on the Dick Weiss's Hoops magazine on the cover. I, I love that turn. That was good too. All
3: right, moving on to the number four slot. Uh, again, more debate on this one, but I I thought Devin Moran was a good fit for this one. He's got he's got victories on both of the major touring series. Uh, he won. Outlaw Rookie of the Year two years ago. Um, and, I, I mean, I just think that he has a lot of potential going forward, you know, just having some good coaching.
2: Swath, oh, Eric, no you're, Swath <laughs> McShay <laughs> Kuiper.
6: No doubt. He's got the best pedigree. His dad's won plenty of World 100. So if you are going to pick a driver and his dad's won one of the biggest races multiple times, why wouldn't he pick his son? This kid also can flat-out wheel. And I think he's going to have a few world 100 victories in himself. He's always fast there. And At the end of the day, the world 100 is like our Super Bowl. So he's kind of like maybe the Ben Roethlisberger of the draft.
2: Ooh, I like that. I like that. He comes from a mid-major. I like that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Miami of Ohio. I like that a little bit. Okay,
3: I'm going to get out of the way. Turn, go ahead. All right. The last one in there, this one, I feel like there could be a lot of debate, uh, but I went with oh, Tyler <laughs> Irv because I, I feel like there's some raw talent there. The, but, uh, you know, it's possible that maybe the off-the-track antics would sway some teams away. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, some of his uh, accomplishments, World of Outlaws Rookie of the Year last year, uh, he also has a Summer Nationals victory at Hobstock, and he had that UMP victory down there at, uh, I believe it was, Screvin? Uh, North, North Florida. Florida, North, Florida yeah, North, North Florida, yeah. North Florida, yeah. So, uh, Derek, what are your thoughts on uh, Tyler Erb and the Five?
6: Listen, all people deserve a second chance. (laughs) Yes, he's had some rough edges here, but he's like the Johnny Manziel of this draft. He has plenty of potential. It's just, can he zone it down a little bit and maybe, you know, show us some maturity? But like you said, Turn, he has plenty of raw talent. Yes, anybody could fit in that five spot, but at the end of the day, Tyler Erb cracks my top five, and I'm Glad to be
2: uh, on the show for you, buddy. <laughs> the Johnny Manziel of this draft. First of all, Turbo will appreciate that reference yeah. too. By the way, as a Texas guy, Johnny Football's a Texas guy. We love you, Turbo. That's funny though. That's a very good. That's a very good uh, um, analogy. I feel like.
3: I would agree. I think. Uh, I think Tyler Erb, you know, rough around the edges, could be coached, and and I mean, he's been running better. He's been knocking off some uh, some regional victories this year for sure.
2: Yeah, Suave, Suave, any other thoughts on this top five? A guy like Tyler Carpenter or Tanner English could have also slid in there maybe in the top five spot, Suave McShea Kuiper.:
6: Tanner English, he's, he's perfect. He's a good seasoned guy. He has that good DNA, and he's just knocking off. Reason when he's just kind of like that D2 athlete, when do you pick those guys? But at the end of the day, hey, Tom Brady wasn't drafted until the sixth round, and he ended up being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So, you know, I'm not right all the time, but I'm like
2: 98% right. So there you go. Get him off the line, turn immediately. <laughs> there it is. All right, bye. bye. All right, bye, he says. <laughs> there it is. Turn. how do you feel about your first
3: mock draft? I mean I... – I, I, we got to wait and see, I guess, right? We do. We oh, do. Oh, wait, there's not going to be a real one, but only hey, it was the, fun.
2: Only the course of history will judge us at this point. Since we've had the last two weeks off, we've had some neat things happen in relation to Suave's lock of the week. We know that the loser between he and turn this year has to get a DOD tattoo. And the week before we left, we had a professional tattoo artist from Omaha, Dan Bailey, call the show and offer his services free of charge. I asked him to send us some mocks. In turn, he did take a look at these, by the way. Look at these, the lock of the week with a record in the middle. You've got like an actual lock, L-O-T-W, the checker. What do you think about some of this artwork from Dan Bailey, turn?
3: I mean, I don't know which is worse, whether I had to have uh, Suave's face or if I had to live with the record that actually beat me. I'm not sure which uh, one, uh, which one would,
2: be, would be the worst. I like the lock one myself. The, yeah. uh, it's like Harry Potter-ish looking. <laughs> I like that one a little bit. Uh, all of those, Dan, are excellent work. Thank you so much again. We're angling towards a temporary tattoo, but I like that everybody's in the spirit of this. Um, turn. Which one of those would you prefer if you lost? Let's by the see. Way? I'm gonna put it back If, up if there. you had to get one, which one would it be?
3: Uh, I mean, the one on the left, the lock of the week, has a nice. I know he didn't like the term, but it's got a nice look for a tramp stamp. It's got that <laughs> wider look. Uh, I don't know. I, I would go with you. I like the. I like the padlock there. Oh God, tramp stamp.
2: Okay. Uh, from Derek that's saying he's right 98% of the time to Tramp Stamps, let's see about this week's Lock of the Week.
5: Swam's Lock of the Week.
6: After a couple weeks off and a few rainouts, my record remains at 3-2. And, and, tourney boy, if the season ended today, you'd be getting that
0: tramp stamp. Richard shuts the door on a turn number four. Josh Richards' his first time and making wins.
6: This weekend, I'm taking my talents to Macon Speedway in Central Illinois for the St. Louis You pick a part 100. Yes, the Lucas Oil Boys will be there. Yes, the Fast Boys from Illinois will be there. But there's only one driver that comes to mind. I'm going with Mighty Macon's firstborn son, Shannon Babb, to pick up the win Saturday night. Not only is he a Macon magician, but he started the season out with a bang, picking up two wins and six starts. Let's go, Shannon. Don't let me down that Swabs lock of the week
0: cuz it's such an awesome day i'm god what you, for? you only got one life new one
6: year life. but the same old swab. so give me the green light
3: cuz i'm ready, ready to go. 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 Oh. 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 Oh.
2: Suave has a double shot this weekend with him picking Smoky Madden at Smoky Mountain. That race from previous rainout. He'll have that and Bab this weekend as he heads in three and two. Just one segment left. We are shaking down the races coming this weekend and sharing some dirt on dirt related news as well. It's also swag time turn. It's swag time. Swag time. Look at this. Take us
3: to commercial break. All right. We will be back after these words from our advertisers who help us out. I don't know. I will accept that. I will be back
2: after this. One request we get a lot is, I wish I could listen to Late Model Live in podcast form. Guess what, turn? It's here. Now you can. Head to the podcast section of your phone on iPhones uh, or on Androids. Podcast on iPhones or on Androids, yes. And you can now download Late Model Live and listen to it every week. Also included in that are Suave Talks. And video cast as well. This is a function we've been wanting to do for a while and now have. Late Model Live available in podcast form. Turn, nice logo, yeah. nice layout, everything. Available in podcast form. Go there and grab it now. Turn, talk yep. about SoundCloud and everything yep. else too so you can so handle
3: So iTunes is obviously your one on, on your uh, iPhones and stuff like yes. that. There's the podcast apps. Just go in there, search for Late Model Live, it'll come up. Um, they're a little out of order right now, but they'll be in order from now on. I wanted to get. All of this year's late model lives on there for everybody to uh, enjoy, and then SoundCloud. So if you're on an Android, download the SoundCloud app, search for Late Model Live, and you should find us on there as well.
2: I love it. You drive down the road now. A lot of people will just play it and watch it driving down the road. Now I don't want to cause. Be I don't want to cause any accidents. Yeah. Turn so you can listen to it for free. But if you want to watch and see this face, if you want to see this face and this face, which everyone wants, if you want to see this, put this face on too. If this want, face. You got to subscribe. That that, that right there is why we put it on iTunes. Uh If you want to see these faces, you still got to subscribe to the website and watch all of the video that we have. Let's finish it strong. Five to go. Number five, MLRA had arguably their biggest standalone weekend of the year at Davenport in 34 this past weekend, but they come back with a nice twofer on Friday and Saturday as well. Thunderbird Speedway in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and then the return to West Plains, the tour's first stop at Legit, which it's called now, since 2011 when Billy Moyer swept a pair of October races. Much has been made of Jesse Stovall and Terry Phillips not running MLRA this year, and that is a change of scenery for sure. But I have a feeling Stovall jumps back on this weekend, of course, if everything checks out medically and might not only win one, but could sweep both MLRA shows. Number four in all of motorsports, there's not many more famous words than NASCAR weekend at Talladega. And while the big track will draw the attention this weekend, the dirt track just across the road will be alive and kicking as well. Southern All-Stars and Neesmith are both there. We're actually going to have highlights of both of those this weekend. New track record holder Jason Hyatt gets the win. Number three got a neat reach out this past week turn. The promoter at Blue Ridge reached out to Chris Tilly and said, Hey, I hope Dirt on Dirt can come cover the race this weekend, the Southern Nationals bonus race at Blue Ridge. And I promise you, to that promoter, we are trying like hell to get there, especially because you asked. 4000 a win for SNBS. David Payne and Donald McIntosh both won races at Blue Ridge last year. Smoky Mountain's running, so I doubt Donald McIntosh is there, but I think Payne could be. I'll go Payne or maybe Ray Cook. Should I change my mind turn? There's Ray Cook in the 53. Ah, painter cook, how about that? Number two, one of the more important memorial races in the southeast is Saturday in South Carolina, the Jack Sturette Memorial at Modoc, honoring the longtime car owner, 4,000 to win, ultimate race at Modoc. And Modoc is another one of those tracks that's really trying to be on the upswing. The Parkhurst family is involved, helping the Cushmans. It's trying to really become a place to race in South Carolina. The winner this weekend, Zach Mitchell. Book it turn, Zach Mitchell but I reserve the right to say Joey Coulter if he's there. Do you like how I'm hedging my bets tonight? I do. yeah. Number one, late models, Eldora. What more is there to say? The, most wor- the world's most famous dirt track has a 5,000-win to win ALMS race this weekend. As the late model season at the Big E officially kicks off, it's been a weird year for Jeep Van Wormer, to say the least. He's only run two races, Atomic and Virginia Motor. That's a long way from Penconning, Michigan. You know the Jeepster's going to be locked in, but I'll go with the new dad, k Rob. Just had a baby last week, and what better way to celebrate that than with a win at Eldora? He gets it on Saturday. Turn it's a busy weekend as far as coverage goes. Take us through everything we'll have on demand.
3: All kinds of stuff. We have uh, Lucas Oil at Tri City, then Lucas Oil at Macon. And what are we at Macon? Oh, that's right, live. we're live. We're live. So make sure you order your live package in the upper right hand corner. We'll talk more about that in a second. World of Outlaws at Smoky Mountain, MLRA at Legit, Southern All Stars at Talladega with the NASCAR, and AMS A- like A- A- yes. at Eldora, Ultimate at Modoc, and Comp Cams at. Batesville. Yeah,
2: excited. That's Mark Martin fan appreciation night at yes. Batesville. Our friends at IMCA are uh, providing us with that video, so we appreciate that. In turn, I think there's. Oh yes, what is it this weekend? Live, live. pay per view from Macon Saturday. Order your video now. Live from Macon this Saturday night. In turn, don't forget about a month away now too. The biggest race in Lasalle Speedway history will be live at DirtOnDirt.com. Twenty five thousand to win from the Salute the Troops seventy five at Tony Izzo's Lasalle Speedway. Both of those coming up in the dream. Right after that, the next weekend yeah. as well. Uh, some notes to get to. Uh, Hudson O'Neill had a moment in the heat race uh, he'd probably like to forget uh, this weekend. I don't mean to play this to bag on Hudson. It's part of a bigger point. Turn, play this clip from Hudson O'Neill this weekend.
0: McCready to turn number one. Matt Cosner has a run down to 66C. And Hudson O'Neill slows on the back straightaway. Hudson O'Neill slows on the back straightaway. And, and now picks it back up. I'm not sure if he thought the race was over or not. May may have, but he'll lose the transfer spot. Bronson's going to finish in second, Cosner third, McCready fourth. Wow.
2: Wow. We didn't have great video of that. Hudson did actually admit afterwards he thought the heat race was over, so he slowed down. The reason I bring this up, this is Hudson O'Neill's last four races going back. He's a fast qualifier at Atomic, and he hits the wall. Fast time, and then he puts on the wrong tire accidentally. has to start at the back of his heat at Virginia Motor. He hadn't run an ultimate race. There was some confusion. He had the wrong tire on. Hagerstown, you just saw. Port Royal, he blew a tire. It has been a weird run for Hudson O'Neill, to say the least. Four consecutive events. It just caught my eye. He's been involved in something. Turn, how about Kevin Weaver, local hero, your hometown guy, Derek Kessinger's favorite, two for two since starting the season. And look at this. He's now the all-time feature wins leader in Fairbury American Legion Speedway history. And who's that goon to his left on our right there? Derek Kessinger celebrating with his goon friends and Weaver. Kevin, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll keep him away from you next time. That after the race Saturday at Fairbury. Tim Manville, one of our favorite guys. Was racing at Tri-City this past weekend. Turn, show this. They also have the uh, the, the kids going to go out there and race in the big big wheels, right, turn? Power big wheels. Power wheels. God, I don't know anything about kids. Uh, out there in the power wheels. Now, you see there's a pink one there. Who won the race, turn? Flash forward. His daughter, Emery, gets the big power wheels win. <laughs> Uh, the stagger's a little off there, Turn, on those Just wheels. Tim needs yeah. to do a little tuning on that. Hey, one thing I wanted to bring up. I showed you some swag earlier. Uh, turn, put that store thing up there real quick, if you can, the graphic for the store. The Dirt on Dirt store, notice this, has brand new hats available. And Turn, take a look at these. Come back to camera. Here they are right here gray and black in this form. Charlie Hosselton from Varsity Screen Printing doing these a black version and a gray version. Backwards? Back, uh, my headphones turn. It's, it's not going to. Here, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Look how cool I look, Turn. You look cool. I agree. Um, no, I don't. My hair, which is it's fa- failing me anyway, is, uh, doesn't like the hat very much. Anyway, head to the store right now. You can buy these brand new Dirt on Dirt hats. And I reminded again on a busy weekend like we just had, the catch all page turn. Look at that. Go to the catch all page right there in the top right hand corner of the website. Every piece of content we put on Dirt on Dirt is on that catch-all page. So if you're like, I can't find it, go to catch-all. Everything is listed by category and check it out right there. One final reminder, if you'd like to watch Macon this weekend, be sure to do that right here at DirtOnDirt.com. The weather looks as good as it has the entire season. I think we're going to get Macon in on its scheduled date turn for the first time in three or four years, so that's exciting. I think we've finally (laughs) shaken winter. We're right back here next Tuesday, and the Tuesday after that, Derek Kessinger's hosting. And why would you do that to me? I don't know. I don't know. I have to rethink it. For, For Michael Reiner's, for Derek Kessinger, Todd Turner, and everybody here at Dirt on Dirt, we will see you from all over the country this weekend. You've been watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live.